The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And this is episode 74. We're going to be covering two movies. So sorry, fans of literature. We'll see you, uh, I guess, in 2017. But uh, I guess, honestly, sorry <laughs> to fans of podcasts as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. You know, the holidays. We've used that excuse, right? Uh, probably the holidays got us. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, uh, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house mm-hmm. and the Dario Argento classic Inferno, the second and the three mothers trilogy. So anyway, before we get into that, what's new with you? Uh, nothing. Cool. <laughs> no um i finally got around to watching swiss army man oh yeah it was it good yeah uh it might be the best movie i've ever seen in my life really yeah <laughs> like this isn't a joke but it's actually no, good n- not even a joke i think it might be amazing i don't know though <laughs> i mean like it, will it be in your top x movies of all time well how big is the x 10 Mm, I don't know. A hundred. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That good. It it might crack my top 2000. Um, No, it it was really good. Yeah. And not at all what I was expecting. You know what sucks? Uh, I was, uh, I watched a movie the other day that I was like, I got to talk about it on the podcast. And now I'm blanking on it. Have no clue what I, what it could have even been. Have you heard of this movie? Citizen Kane. (laughs) It's no Swiss army, man. Uh, but all right, they, so, kept, they kept call, calling him a multi-purpose tool guy in the, <laughs> in the movie huh so okay so he it was about a farting corpse leading a guy back to civilization while he's stranded he, on an island he doesn't fart that much okay it, it's really only in a couple of parts like the first scene where he rides him like a jet ski but he, you know other than that it it was other things he could do too. But uh, does he have a boner pointing home the entire movie? Not the entire movie. Just <laughs> when he like thinks about certain things, or they use this uh, Sports Illustrated magazine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hear like it's actually like a, a tale of friendship and like, it, uh, like it's legitimately a good movie, a heartwarming movie. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I wish I had seen it. <sighs> I, I feel like it's like this generation's homeward bound. Wait, isn't it on like <laughs> yeah, yeah, Milo and Otis. Um isn't it on one of those services? Uh like, like Netflix Am- or Hulu or Um, I don't Prime? think so. No. It might be on Prime, but um, I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna have to check it out. I it had me at I don't know. I'm farting. Boner, boner popping corpse. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. So we'll, I'll have to check that out. Um, dude, Cyber Monday. Holy shit. I got so many books. Like, Deadite Press ran a sale. Matt Shaw ran a sale. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, Racerhead Press ran a sale. Like, I spent quite a bit and just like 99 cent books <laughs> and like mm-hmm. but yeah dude uh matt shaw actually put out a collection um called <laughs> 20 i forget what exactly what it's called 2016 a year of pain and something horror i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> <laughs> great plug huh um <laughs> anyway no but it, it really is amazing it's like every book he's written this past year all in one and it's it's 10 bucks, but it's half a million words. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. That's a really good deal. 
like really good. Uh, but yeah, I got that. I got tons and tons of books. So anyway, it's going to be, uh, because you know, I, I canceled my Kindle unlimited. So now I'm just hitting up the deals. So yeah, yeah. it's a, a 2016, a year of horror and pain. And then right now, depending on if this drops in time, um, Thomas S. Flowers, he's got his, uh, you know, the trilogy he was talking about, which at this point's a trilogy, but it, it'll probably be a, a saga. Like, mm-hmm. just keep going on. Um, the conceiving, the book he was kind of pushing yeah. in the last episode. Anyway, the first three books right now, all three of them are 99 cents on Amazon. Cool. How long does that last? Uh, I, I don't know. That's when I, I didn't talk oh. to him. I, I literally saw it earlier today and was like, boom, got it. So <laughs> it, that, uh, maybe we'll drop this early. And, uh, cause generally those last, what, like three days, those, yeah. so those Amazon sales. So anyway, but yeah. Um, so other than that, uh, there's two anthologies I want to push as well, uh, while we're talking news. Um, mm-hmm. There, there is uh, also Matt Shaw Publications put out Bah Humbug, ninety nine yeah. cents. Um, dude, it is solid as shit. It's got an amazing lineup. All proceeds are going to charity. Like, it's really, really like a cool offer. The other one I want to talk about, I haven't read as much of. It is um, which I've read almost all of the, uh, the Matt Shaw one that are the, the, the Bah Humbug, but, uh, the other one I haven't read as much of, but it's an amazing concept. I, I believe, uh, who was it? Shadow works publishing. <clears throat> I believe it was them. They put it out. It's just called verses and mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, writers from, uh, the U S pitted against writers from the UK in an anthology setting. Now, because I haven't really read by by I haven't read as much of I mean I literally thumbed through it like didn't take any time to read so I don't know what that really means but it's 99 cents it's also a charity <laughs> also a charity anthology and it's also got an amazing lineup so both of those I mean right now dude it is such a good time right now for for you know horror fiction mm-hmm. so anyway cool. yeah but um yeah, so what else what else we got? Uh, a couple trailers, I it, guess. Yeah. Dropped. New Guardians of Guardian I can't say that word today. Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Volume 2. Yeah. How how you feel about that? I, I know look, you're a fan of the first one. Dude, I love that movie. Like absolutely. <laughs> and you know me, I don't uh I'm much more negative than positive on almost anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much life in general. But I'm a happy guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, but yeah, I'm not big on comic book movies. I, It's not that I hate them. We've mm-hmm. talked about it. I'm just kind of recapping to possibly new listeners. Maybe No, they should go back and listen to our whole collection yeah. to get... The big picture on how you feel about comic book movies, <laughs> which tend to range week by week, it, it, but it's yeah. never positive. It's just like either like this is the worst shit ever or like oh, I'm over it. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of them, but Guardians of the Galaxy, my gosh, I love that movie. Um, And so I was kind of half concerned that this was going to suck mm-hmm. until I watched the trailer. Dude, it looks amazing. Like, yeah, totally amazing. I mean, I, I don't really know what to go on from that. I mean, <laughs> it, it just it looks kind of like more of the same thematically, but also just mm-hmm. like it, they're pushing it in weirder and weirder directions. So which honestly, for like space based stuff, you not only can you get away with that, but that's probably the direction you should go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm ex- I'm excited, and then um, we get like our first real glimpse of Baby Groot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, is that still Vin Diesel's voice? I I would hope so. <laughs> they just could have used anyone since it's pitch shifted. <laughs> like, nah, man, I want to pay for Vin Diesel. Well, hmm. yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> 
yeah. So I mean, it looks really, really good. I, I see and the other thing. I can't decide if this is working to my advantage or not. Not yes, really. He's still great. I looked it up. <laughs> okay. And not really being familiar with the comic book. Is that to my advantage or not in this situation? Well, okay. Until, and I don't know, I'm not a huge, um, I, I didn't know too much about them before like the movies and stuff, but from what I understand, they were basically like a C level team before the movie was made. Oh, okay. And so, so like, I do know that like, um, a lot of the like designs of the characters and stuff changed to reflect like what they look like in the movies. Like star Lord used to look like basically Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like he had a weird, like Lord helmet style helmet like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they changed a bunch of stuff. Uh, but I don't know. They've always had their sort of cult following, but they were never like, batman or anything like that you know what i mean yeah like it was the the real comic book fans knew who they were but no one else did Mm -hmm. and so they've changed a lot of it to kind of reflect how they are now in the movies so i don't think it really is a detriment or anything some of the the bigger things like the the world building stuff um you know like it's sort of shortcuts if you already know what they're talking about, like in the original one, uh, in the first one, they talked about the celestials and stuff. And if you don't know what that is, it's like this sort of big concept that they talked about for two minutes and then that was it. Yeah. You know, and it's like for fans who know what that is, that was like really, really cool and exciting that they're bringing them into the to the universe. But for everyone else, it was just like, OK, here's a little bit of backstory. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's stuff like that, but I don't know. I don't think you're really at a loss because it's pr- it's pretty self-contained right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, I, I mean, I wasn't I didn't feel like I was totally, you know, totally unfamiliar with it uh, whenever I saw it, only because I've hung out with Bill quite a bit. And, yeah. And he during the production of it, because I was so negative on a lot of comic movies uh, i was just very much like oh this is the one that's gonna just ruin it it's gonna ruin james gunn's career it's gonna ruin yeah this like and he's like no dude like this is gonna be cool and i'm like yeah yeah i doubt it <laughs> like so negative about it <laughs> and, and but he him trying to be like no man like this is cool uh kind of got me familiar with a lot of it mm-hmm and so I don't really, but I think, I mean, completely going in it without any familiarity, it, it's still, you know, it, it still would be fine. So, yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of James, speaking Gun- of James Gunn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both of it. us nail a seg- segue. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to do it though. <laughs> his trailer for, see, like I've, I know he kind of hit everyone's radar because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Nah, man, Slither. <laughs> yeah. And, but, like, I mean, Slither and all of his work with Troma, uh, mm-hmm. even that film that his wife at the time, Pam from The Office, Jenna Fisher, mm-hmm. had directed Lolly Love. Uh, he, that was a great movie. Where are they? <laughs> Have you not seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. She direct, she wrote and directed it, but I believe that he kind of helped her along the way and trauma mm-hmm. put it out. Really? <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. You got to watch it. Um, but like, I, I've been a fan of his, uh, for a while, even, you know, prior to a lot of all of that. Um, and, I used to read his blog quite a bit back on in the MySpace days, and he was hyping this film, The Belco Experiment. Finally, finally back. I mean, that's like 08, 07, yeah. 08. Yeah, what took it so long? Well, Galaxy bombed terribly. <laughs> and not only did it bomb terribly, I mean, I liked it a lot, but uh, it got a unnecessary rap for like plagiarism by a lot of people because of night of the creeps 
Yeah, just because it was the exact same movie. <laughs> yeah, but he had never seen it. And he was like, what the hell? <laughs> I know, that's weird. <laughs> like, um, if that's true, and I have no reason to, be- like, to believe otherwise, but that's freaking crazy. Because it's like the same movie. <laughs> yeah, with the only exception, in, in, in Slither, they were still like themselves. They just had like that hive mind. And then in... Yeah. Night of the Creeps, they were just zombies. You know, once it got you, you were a zombie. Um, But, I mean, yeah, for someone as outspoken as him, I I would assume that had he seen it, he'd be like, yeah, it was an homage. You know? Yeah. That's what I would do. But um, Good way to cover your ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, so, anyway, Belko Experiment trailer finally dropped. Now, he didn't direct it. He wrote he wrote the guy from wolf creek directed it yeah (laughs) which for better or for worse um i enjoyed i don't know that enjoy is the right word but i liked the movies now i haven't seen the series the wolf creek series yeah i haven't either but did you watch the second or either of the movies nope Uh, okay it's a the first one's a mean serial killer movie the second Uh one is a mean serial killer movie (laughs) <laughs> but but the difference between the two uh the second one is kind of like crank two versus crank one okay it's so over the top and you don't know who to root for they keep killing off main characters left and right like <laughs> like you follow people for 20 minutes he kills them and then it picks up with someone else like nice a- anyway but uh belco experiment uh it looks to be I don't know if a synopsis is out there, but um, it looks to basically just be a building is on on lockdown down and they have to kill what? Three people. Yeah. Or the people who locked them down will kill six. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a pretty good deal, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it looks really, really cool. Now, I've seen a lot of people be like, this is the horror movie of the year. It doesn't really look like a horror movie. It just looks like a thriller, but it looks yeah, good. like suspensey or kind of like whatever <laughs> kind of film M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Devil was. Oh, yeah. Like that kind of movie. They gave it away like first scene. <laughs> really? See, I, I I took the bait and was like, no, that person's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh anyway so um yeah and it, it's got a lot of good people in it too yeah not not, not devil <laughs> this movie <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it looks really really good to me it, it, this and uh get out i believe it's called are the two movies that i'm wanting like most excited to see coming up the the jordan peele movie yeah yeah that we'll talk about it yeah that looks amazing so anyway um yeah i would say check out that trailer when is this movie coming out i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think get out comes in february <laughs> i don't know i mean the trailer just dropped i i would assume it's next year sometime right well, or maybe next year's like out? three weeks away yeah i know that's why i'm assuming it <laughs> but uh it's a fair assumption yeah. So the other thing that dropped was mummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the real question that was why, why'd they make it? Yeah. Well, I find it funny that, okay, so this is, this, this is basically a remake of the remake of the mummy, right? Well, uh, kinda. I mean, uh, the remake of the mummy was with Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that like, I don't know. I, I think this is more like the original one because they're bringing the mummy to like New York. You know, and then that's where the mummy comes back alive. Yeah. Right. Because isn't that what the, happened in the original one? I have the, no Like Boris Karloff one. I don't know. I tried to watch it once. I can't get into a lot of the real super, super old shit. Some of them I like, but yeah, that one's one that I can't get into. Sorry, hmm. everybody. <laughs> sorry boris karloff yeah yeah i mean maybe the thing is though that i'm finding is that like shit that i wrote off when i was younger and that's something mm-hmm. that i literally 
I wrote that off when I was like 17. Like, no, is when yeah, I tried. that was like your prime <laughs> angsty period. Yeah. I mean, that's been 16 <laughs> years ago. Right. So yeah. like, I probably should revisit it because I also wrote off the original, like the blob. And I oh, really? watched that like, that yeah, awesome. I watched that like four or five years ago and I freaking loved it. So I'm probably wrong on the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let us know with all your hate mail, how wrong Craig is about the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never, I've never really seen you just, hell yeah. It's a, it's a, a universal monster night at the Delaney house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're good though. <laughs> well, like I haven't like I don't sit down and watch them all the time. But <laughs> I've you know what? Okay, I've seen a bunch of those old movies and stuff. They're and, good. And you've seen the Mummy? Oh, uh, <laughs> like the first one? I don't know. I think I've seen Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy. Oh, yeah. well, I've, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I've seen Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Really yeah. good. I like Evan Costello. <laughs> We've just meandered so far. Yeah, but yeah, it's so weird. Like, okay, a lot of the time, and I mean most of the time, they replace the cast with a young, new, hip cast. This is, what, Tom Cruise? <laughs> Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, my, my question is, are they still trying to do the reboot of the complete Universal Monsters like universe because I, so. I know that was the plan the plan was like starting with the dracula untold or whatever the hell that movie was um <laughs> the one that like really really bombed like that was supposed to be the restart of like a huge universe and then they were going to have like an avengers style team-up movie dracula unseen <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I just hope, I just hope that they're like, dude, if they were doing that, they really, really should have had the team up movie be the monster squad remake. I was about to say that. Like, like that's my hope is that it's really just a backdoor like monster squad remake. I love how on the monster squad, which is God, I love that movie. Like one of the best movies of all time. Uh, I love how it's Gill Man because they that yeah. was like the only one that wasn't in public domain. <laughs> so it's like Gill Man. But uh, yeah, so um but yeah, I mean I guess things right now as far as films go, they seem to be eh. <laughs> you know? I, I keep hearing that this is like a good year for horror films, but I'm just not seeing it. Maybe and uh, honestly, a big part of that would be this has been the year that I have been the least like invested in it as far as new releases because I hadn't been able to go to the theater much at all this year. Yeah. So my hand's been a little further from the pulse of new stuff and I've just been watching old shit. Yeah. So that makes sense. Which leads us into Dario Argento's. Are we going that first? Or are we doing the... Let's do on the pretty, pretty thing. thing. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Two versus three. Nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the B&E Network hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and... Episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and <laughs> episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and Gigglefits. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and bmoviesandebooks.com. All right, we're back with Netflix original film. <laughs> I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Now, yeah. this is directed by Osgood Perkins, Anthony yeah. Perkins' son. And a while back, I do remember us talking about this on the podcast. Do you? Just yeah, as a trailer? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Um... And honestly, this is a straight up just traditional ghost story film. Yeah. Like there's what well, we can get into it. But uh, 
I guess let me pull up the official summary. Real well, quick. here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I'll, I'll give you the synopsis. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. It, the, 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 the synopsis is super short. Let's see. Yeah, I know. I was just going to add like two words to it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So hospice nurse and professional narrator Lily takes care of an elderly author who lives in a haunted house. Dude, that's it. And that is on the nose. And that's a different <laughs> blurb than I have. Hired to care for a reclusive elderly author, a live-in nurse comes to believe her house is haunted. Yeah. I added professional narrator. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, only she didn't really narrate much. The whole damn movie was whispered. Oh, no, but she, that like, yeah, there yeah. were, there were like two conversations or three conversations that were not narration. <laughs> yeah yeah this was okay Bef- before we really get into all the plot because we can cover this fucker and i think we did the plot yeah it, we can cover this very quickly this is the most ambient film i've ever seen <laughs> is it not uh it it is it's like it's it's kind of like it's really trying hard to be art house, really trying hard. And there's something that to me, well, I mean, maybe <laughs> how long are we wanting to spend on this? Just go for it. OK, there's something very lost to me on that, because a lot of the time these art house films, um, if they're super artsy for art's sake, I'm kind of like, eh. but if it's just an artsy horror film, like. I normally latch onto it pretty good, if that makes okay. sense. So like, which one was this? Like, okay, let me, case in point, The Witch or It Follows. Both of those, okay. I do not regret watching. It Follows, I liked a lot more, but The the Witch was probably one of those that really was just super iconic. Um, mm-hmm. And both of those were super art housey. Right. I mean, or at least you've seen it follows, right? Yeah. It's in terms of cinematography and dialogue. I'd have yeah. like super art house. Now, and then there was that weird compact phone. What was up with that? <laughs> I love that. The fact that he didn't want to commit to any time. So he crossed technologies all over the place. Yeah. So it was like the eighties and also the future. Yeah. Um, and which I would totally have one of those as a Kindle. Cause that's all it was. It was a yeah. Kindle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, no, I wouldn't want one of those as a Kindle. The Kindle works fine. <laughs> I feel like a, like a, a circular screen would be hard to read text on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, if, if it takes from art house and is a strict horror film, I normally latch onto it and love it. This, I don't regret watching, but I regret why it was made. <laughs> <laughs> Like, (laughs) I I just, it doesn't really make sense why anyone would make this film. Does that make sense at all? Or is that just the Guinness talking? Well, no. the thing is, though, like with that, that line of questioning could be extended to any. Why is any film get made? Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, then you can branch off that and be like, why why are we here? You know, I mean, come on. Like, why would you finance this film? is my question because there's it's not bringing literally any anything to the genre nothing there's nothing new about this film it's kind of cool as a throwback which is why i don't regret watching it yeah i mean it was and it was really it was well probably it was pretty (laughs) i mean like it was shot it was shot really kind of neat in parts of it it was clean but yeah there was nothing. All the colors were super drab, though. Yeah, but I'm. I don't. That doesn't bother me. No, me neither. But at the same time, most of the time when people go on and on about cinematography, not that you were going on and on yeah. about it, but when people do, it's because of like striking cinematography, yeah. and this really wasn't striking. It just no. was clean. But okay, tell me how you feel about it. Um, it was a movie. <laughs> No, like parts of it, like especially the very, very beginning um, where, you know, she's literally reading like, you know, Star Wars opening crawl to you. Um, 
for five minutes or so. And, uh, and it's just like a single figure, you know, lit like spotlight style. And then there's other weird, like they taped a flashlight to a camera, like and filmed in the dark stuff. Like it almost felt like with all the weird lighting and stuff, like a play. I could easily see that. Yeah. You know, and, and that, cause you know, a lot of times plays have lots of narration or just basically soliloquies and things because it has to move the plot along without, you know, being able to really change scenes and junk like that. And it's like, that's what it felt like to me is that this was a play. Here's one thing that I I felt was odd about it. Okay. So do you agree? It was very ambient. Yeah. At the same time, it never felt foreboding. No, there were, there was one scene that was creepy like that actually was like kind of skin crawl type creepy. You know what I'm saying? Like the difference between different yeah. kinds of creepy. It was just like, uh, um, but not, uh, scary in any way. If that makes any sense, <laughs> this is why we don't do art house. films. No, I mean, it, it, it wasn't. And I think honestly, like the plot itself kind of made it to where it wasn't scary. Okay. Yeah. Because, well, not, let, let me finish, man. I said, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, the movie, she she moves into a house with this, you know, former horror writer, right? And like really prolific author or whatever. And she's taking care of her because she has no family, right? And she's on her deathbed, basically, mm-hmm. right? And the very first night in the house, she has a, a ghost encounter, basically, right? And then flip to the next scene and it's 11 months later (laughs) and nothing has happened in those 11 months. Um, the guy who set up the, the job for her, um, Mr. Wax cap is his name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like he hadn't talked to her in 11 months. No one's been there and nothing has happened. That doesn't really amp up the horror to me. Where like one weird thing can kind of happen and then it's 11 months of nothing. You know what I mean? Like to to me, it kind of threw a wet blanket over the whole movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I I totally, (laughs) I totally got you. (laughs) And and, um, I normally really, really like ambient film. Mm Um, uh, like the only thing I could compare this to would be house of the devil just because it, nothing happens. Right. But unlike health, like unlike, uh, this house of the devil was, you felt like you were a voyeur, you know, you Mm -hmm. felt like you were watching something you shouldn't. And you also felt this tension of something bad about to happen. This felt like there was going to be a mystery unraveled. But yeah, and then kind of was <laughs> not not really. What I, what I found very very odd about this film, I watched it with subtitles on. Did you? I did because you told me that you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't hear <laughs> jack shit in this film. Um, and did <laughs> well, I I guess it kind of loses it. Uh, just the slowly we rot stuff. Like it yeah. would just say slowly we rot, like whispered for no reason. I mean, well, for a reason, except for that it was in the larger context of what <laughs> she was talking about. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> there was that reason. But I mean, like if you didn't have the subtitles on, I wouldn't have heard that. Would you have? I, I might be just well, going deaf. I think maybe because <laughs> like I watched it at a fairly normal <laughs> volume <laughs> and I could hear everything. <laughs> Jesus. Shit. I, <laughs> Well, I think you're just going deaf. Oh, well, thankfully, I have this Obamacare insurance that will never go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, uh, so it was totally, totally just bizarre as shit. 
uh, as far as what this was even going for. It, unless I'm missing something. I feel like I might be missing something. Because all I could get from this was this is a traditional like traditional ghost story. But the ghost never was foreboding, never did literally anything. Yeah, I mean, she took the phone away from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she took the phone away from her, and the girl was basically like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which, can we talk about that scene for a second? Sure. Because, like, when you're first introduced to Lily, she seems like a, like, real by-the-books, like, go get them business, or, like, job orientated orientated oriented career woman right yeah and then she gets on the phone that first night um and just like straight up goes ditzy female teenager definitely yeah i felt like there was very something like there was something about this woman that was off and i thought that that was gonna play honestly i thought at one point she might have been crazy and killed the nurse that was like like the actual nurse you know what I'm saying? Like a crazy but then woman. Why would came. Mr. Wax cap? Why wouldn't he say anything? <laughs> because, <laughs> because he killed the real Mr. Wax cap. Oh, so they're in it together. <laughs> yeah. And it's up to the ghost to solve the crime. <laughs> 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 uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I, I just feel like I don't get the film, but I don't regret it I, because I like the ambient shit. Would yeah. you ever, or I guess more than anything, would you watch this film again? Eh, probably not. <laughs> nah, yeah, you couldn't pay me to. <laughs> <laughs> you really could. I mean, like, it depends on the amount of money. But like, Yeah, I, fe- I feel like there would be an amount of money that you would say yes to spending two hours of your time. Dude, there would be an insanely I, low amount of yeah, money. Yeah, I think it would be like 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 bucks, and I'll, I'll actually write you a, a report on the film. How many words? And 10. You're starting to get to the point where like the money, you're, you're losing money on that. How, you know, because like how much is your time worth? My my time's worth nothing. <laughs> any, any amount of money you get paid for something yeah, is an yeah. infinite amount of profit. Yeah, yeah. Of profit. I am at a net positive, even if you give me a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah. What do you give? I, what do I give it? Uh, honestly, uh, uh, to be fair about it, a three. I was uh, going to do two and a half. Okay, Just average, normal. I, I thought that you were. Warmer on it than I was. Nope. <laughs> well, well, that's <laughs> that film. Um, yeah, I, I felt like it deserves a three because if there's anyone, I'm just trying to think outside of myself. It, there's not many films like this made because it's a straight up pretty clean, scary ghost film. That's not scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think you did air quotes around scary, but like people can't see that yeah so all right well (laughs) we'll be back with our review of dario argento's inferno (laughs) would you please remove your podcast from the internet it doesn't help the world in any way You don't possess those skills. What a sad life way to express yourself to your peers. Mel suggested we record a promo for Barely Living the Dream, our podcast about independent filmmaking straight from the trenches. I suggested we read some hate mail, you know, to keep us humble. This one, I this one uh, was right after. Happy place show it was free. Now, if I, I got to get this already half of this, I guess we're supposed to be talk about a movie that doesn't go anywhere. Join us as we talk about making movies and living the dream. Barely. New episodes available every couple weeks. When we aren't on set. Only on the B&E Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and bmoviesandebooks.com. How do you think you guys sound like total fools? And we're back with our review of Dario Argento's Inferno from 1980. It was 80? Yeah. Huh. Did not know that. Why? I don't know. It felt super seventies. 
I mean, mean, it was was filmed. It would be filmed in like the 79. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, go ahead. You know, James Woods, James Woods was (laughs) like originally going to be the lead role, but he was doing Videodrome at the time. (laughs) You know, James Woods actually turned into like a a super right wing troll on Twitter. I can see that. (laughs) Dude, check out his Twitter account. Kind of (laughs) funny. I mean, not like funny. Ha ha. It's funny. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Hmm. And unless we have a super right wing troll audience, then funny. Ha ha. (laughs) 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 But but no, I mean, it's crazy. Um, Yeah. So I could see James Woods actually being in this film, mostly because it's a film. (laughs) Dude has had like funny. Do I? Is it? what I think it's funny is it says like he was the original choice for the lead role. It's like what lead role? <laughs> well, I, I guess it would be. And forgive me. I don't know the people's names. I Mark. guess. Yeah. Is that the brother of? Yeah. 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 Um, and I could see that. I always really, really like James Woods in films. Yeah. Like he hadn't been in like uh, it seems like most of his work eventually just kind of went to voiceover work yeah well, i mean honestly if you can get away with that like the best gig they, ever yeah they pay you a lot of money for nothing basically yeah you know like if you're if you're like a big name actor and they're just wanting you for your voice you know it's mm-hmm. like you get a, you get a lot of money for that like if I was one of the Simpsons, I would literally just build a vocal booth in my house. Yeah, but and they don't get a lot of money for that, though. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't get a lot of money for the Simpsons. Well, yeah, I mean they do, but not like how much you would get for George Clooney voicing a tiger or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, whatever. It's still an awesome job. Yeah. I mean, they definitely make more an episode than I make a year. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, okay. And how many episodes have there been? Oh, okay. They're filthy rich. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) So, anyway. Um, But, uh, okay, so back to Inferno. Back to. We never even started on it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, this plot without... Do you have the official synopsis or no? Um, Hold on. No, it, I mean, I mean, I can just say the one that's on IMDb if you want it right now. Sure. An American college student in Rome and his sister in New York investigate a series of killings in both locations where their resident addresses are the domain of two covens of witches, which is kind of inaccurate. Yeah, but yeah, that's the official one from from well, not official, but it's the one on IMDb. Um, I don't think covens is the right word for that. <laughs> No. And I don't think investigates really the right word for that either. Because <laughs> they kind of like bumble around. Well, it seems like she's kind of investigating and he's more yeah. kind of investigating his sister. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. But um because she pretty much goes missing immediately. Yeah. Like that's kind of the beginning of the film. Um but the movie like bounces around between following her, following her brother, and then following Sarah, which is her brother's friend, for a while. Well, whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah, there was two girls. Are no, you getting yeah. confused? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really go back to her, does it? Well, who, Sarah? <laughs> Well, she kind of dies, Craig. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But like in the beginning, right? I mean, I'm watching the same film, right? No, I mean, it's it started with Rose, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then it was Sarah. Okay. I was getting was Rose Elle. and Sarah mixed up. I was like, hold on. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It bumbles all over the place. Um. Now, I've seen this film one other time before. And I remember liking it, and and mm-hmm. I still like it. It's not as cleanly made as I originally had thought. Like, the cinematography, amazing. Still yeah. clear, crisp, has those, 
Uh, hold on. My door just opened. No, it's your dog. Oh, he, really? he like he opened it and then he like kind of peeked in for a little while and then he left. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So cinematography, it's still like super crisp. Uh, it's got all the reds and the blues flooding the background. Uh, <laughs> much know like, and love from Argento. Yeah. It's still, there seems to be something missing and it's probably the setting that it's just not as striking as Suspiria was. Yeah. Cause Suspiria was like sort of the, the school that they were in was like over the top. Yeah, like you know, like they're, every scene with and, and also like you know, just the the foyer that they walk into was like you know a big like three story tall like staircase around the wall and junk like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Sorry, oh, we're, I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Um, nothing. I just watched <laughs> you roll your chair back to shut your door. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, but. I'm, but I mean, this one was like a lot tighter shots, I think. Is, yeah. Is it. And, and kind of felt like, you know, two of the main or like one of the main places they were in was an apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, there's some super just downright silly things about this film, which there was in Suspiria, the dog attack scene. Right. But I mean, this one has a cat attack scene that puts the dog attack scene to shame. Yeah. Dude, there is straight up. It looks like they're throwing real live cats on this one. Yeah, that was straight up real live cats. These were not cat dolls, but throwing just cats <laughs> 10 I, I at a time at this one. The, the cat wrangler. Uh-huh. Um, uh, oh, well, he wasn't the cat wrangler. He was the assistant director. Um <laughs> he he said he wrangled so many cats during the shooting of this film that afterwards he could no longer stand to be in the same room as a cat. And he is not he, like he, he's avoided them ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would believe that there are so many cats in this film, like enough to the point where anytime you see a cat, you're like, shit, bad stuff's going to happen. Right. Yeah, because it does. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they seem to be agents of evil. Yeah. Right. Now, it, it, Okay, so we haven't really, I guess, talked about what this movie is. Um, kind of, I guess, you know, we aside from them being like inept child detectives, which they're not children. They're like adults. <laughs> but um, I'm just thinking about like a detective teams, like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Right. Okay. But anyway, so there's... Rose is reading this book or she found this book written by a um, architect, right? Mm -hmm. That's all about like alchemy and witches and all kinds of weird like occult things, right? And then she's on a mission to like find the keys to the houses that the architect built for witches, right? Mm -hmm. That's her mission. I don't know why. That's what she decided to do with her life, but that's what she's doing. And she kind she gets like scared for her life, basically, and mm-hmm. sends a letter to her brother in Rome. First of all, why didn't she just call him? Dude, why didn't she text? <laughs> but no, I mean, because they have a they have a phone conversation later in the yeah. movie. So why didn't she just call him in the first place? But he is like a musicologist studying in Rome. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then like his, his friend Sarah gets the letter cause he leaves it in class because he gets spooked by a witch. And that in any other context that would sound like a, like, you know, a joke. But, um, so the friend takes the letter is like weirded out about stuff, tries to go find a book, a copy of the book, Right. And then gets murdered. Correct. Yeah. All right. And then he decides to call his sister because his friend just got murdered. And she's like, well, did you read my letter? And he's like, no, I haven't gotten around to it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 His friend totally. Or or what's her name? Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. She totally hijacks that letter. But, um, but, uh, 
I guess that I remember her dying because it was a little bit of behind the scenes on this podcast. Uh, we were supposed to cover this last week, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched it last week. I remember that happening so much earlier in the film than this. What Sarah dying? Yes. Well, no, I was like, it was like halfway point. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that now because the way that she dies is wait, not Sarah Rose dying. Oh yeah, the Rose Rose dying was like way later. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but um, but yeah, it it it's not that this film is like convoluted or anything. It almost seems like people are just like bumping into shit trying to solve the mystery you know yeah it's 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 like it's it's like like indiana jones or not even that it's kind (laughs) of like the sims on auto trying to solve a mystery (laughs) right i mean like they don't really seem to have a point they they know that there's something wrong yeah, but they're just uh, <laughs> if that well, makes none sense. of them are detectives. Rose is a poetry major and he's a musicologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, this is a shocking indictment on the on the arts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not teaching them, you know, practical things in their arts courses like investigation. Yeah, and, and witch fighting. Yeah. Now you know who my favorite character in this film actually is. Mm-hmm. The the old man who drowns the bag of cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Kazanian is his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he he sold uh, Rose the, the three mothers books. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, really? Okay, so these cats just keep flooding into his... <laughs> Back to the cats. <laughs> they keep flooding into his abode. And so, he, well, he lives next door to the apartment complex yeah. that the witch lives in. Yeah. And so he attempts to drown him like in this <laughs> pond, right? Takes him to a park. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, I mean, if you're just going to drown cats in a bag, why not use like your bathtub? If or you're going to drown cats in a bag, why swim out in the damn water? Just. Tie know. the bag, throw them. Like, I'm not a fan. Before I say more, uh, I don't agree with drowning cats. Yeah, you tie a cinder block to the bag and you're good. Yeah, exactly. It, it, just like, why would you swim out with anything? But he swims and immediately is <laughs> gnawed to death by rats. Yeah. Now this man... I felt like something sinister was going to happen. A, because he was in possession of the three mothers books. Yeah, but like I thought it was going to be some, you know, weird, like one off, you know, ninth gate style book or whatever. But then that Sarah chick in Rome just goes to the bookstore and gets a copy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you're every Barnes and Noble has it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah uh well no i mean like i really thought that he was gonna be kind of behind this because this is an evil fucking old man that's about to drown cats right yeah but he he really wasn't he's just trying to control rodent problems misunderstood (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i i I don't know i i just found it totally totally bizarre um because how are you supposed to be sympathetic for someone that drowns cats (laughs) Like I don't know. So I don't I don't know either, but whenever when he was gnawed to death by the rats, I about That's lost That's not how it. he died. Well, he when he was gnawed severely <laughs> by the rats. Well, cuz it it was going to lead me to my next point about this movie. It's like do the deaths make sense? No. Cuz cuz like Pretty much everyone in this movie, the exception of one that I can think of, is like stabbed to death with a knife, right? But just like a random kitchen knife by seemingly random people. Yeah, faceless people. Because newsflash, <laughs> I, the I, guy... I'm assuming it's like witch curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, newsflash, the guy that, was, that I attributed his death to rats, someone hears his cries and stabs the shit out of him. Yeah. Just, just stabs him. <laughs> no, my favorite thing is Mark. Like out of the entire film, my favorite thing is Mark. Is it the poison? 
the poison <laughs> yeah through the vent oh no 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 i was talking about whenever he gets stabbed with the needle and then he just sucks the poison out oh, no 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 <laughs> that was amazing too um no like whenever he just stares in a vent and passes out <laughs> <laughs> which totally leads to the death of uh what's her face uh shit i'm uh, rose. yeah rose yeah well, that, I knew I'd screw it up, but yeah. No, it just goes to show, uh, you know, the the fair constitution of music majors. It's like he just stares in a vent and passes out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So think about it. Sims on autoplay. Yeah. With a carbon monoxide leak. I'm surprised he didn't wet himself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So a buddy of ours, (laughs) just to give the backstory, a buddy of ours, when we were back in this punk band uh, a long time ago, he made the Sims out of the three of us. Uh, uh, At the time it was a three piece, right? We went from like three to four to five to four to three. Like anyway, but, um, yeah, and so he like gave the people in the house this the attributes of us and would just check in and see how they were doing. <laughs> and it it was the uh, two of us yelling nonstop, right? If I'm remembering it, it was it was you and him yelling at nonstop and then me in the corner pissing myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how that game of Sims went. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, honestly, had you put us on a case on autoplay i feel like we would have solved it before this <laughs> this honestly never got solved until the very end when he and finally then, and then and it again still by didn't. happenstance yeah exactly. i'm telling you he's in he, he is like indiana jones indiana jones is inconsequential to the plot of uh Rage of the lost ark really you feel that way mm-hmm just because he bumbles the entire way through it, he bumbles his he bumbles his way through it. He doesn't stop the Nazis from getting it, and then the Nazis just all die anyway. <laughs> like he had no impact on that. <laughs> yeah, good call. Like if he wouldn't have been there, the only difference would have been like somebody might have stumbled on the Ark later in the desert, surrounded by melted Nazi Nazis. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Think about it. Still a great film. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. But yeah. You Any know, I don't think my wife has ever seen those films. What? Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. At this point, I'm super buzzy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so anyway, I feel like this movie is going to make a lot more sense once we watch Mother of Tears. I, no, I've seen Mother of Tears. It doesn't? Because uh, hold on, like, let me let me preface it. I've seen at Mother of Tears. <laughs> <laughs> because, it's a like, bad film. Because this one really feels like the middle of something. It does, because you know, like at the Suspiria. end of Suspiria, she like Suspiria easily could have been a one off. And I've seen yeah. that film a lot. Now I've, great. Uh, I've seen this one. Uh, a long time ago. Honestly, I want to say whenever I saw this, I wasn't aware that this was part because the only thing leading this to Suspiria is the fact that whenever they're listing the mothers, these witches, yeah. it's like Suspirium or, or Suspiriatum or some shit yeah. like, like that. Right. That's it. Now, I, I understand that thematically and, and stuff, it's just not a real sequel, right? Yeah. Like a real sequel, meaning like same characters, same whatever, right? But like this film does not seem to be a sequel. So I didn't think that it was until later after I saw it. And I was like, oh, I guess. Yeah, they both kind of had witches and for no real reason. (laughs) Um, Maybe he just likes witches. Yeah, and that's exactly what I thought. But um, this film definitely does seem like the uh, empire of the franchise. You know, Empire Strikes Back of the franchise. Because even... (laughs) No? That's my favorite one. It's my favorite one, too. But at the end... Everything's still shit. 
Yeah, that's why it's my favorite one. That's why and, it's my favorite one too. <laughs> and and you're right though. Like a new hope could basically be by itself. Yeah. But you need a new hope to make empires make any sort of sense. Yeah. And well, I, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was gonna say I feel like Suspiria is easily by itself, but this one makes more sense if you've seen Suspiria. Yeah, so imagine my surprise back in 2010 when I rented this from Hollywood Video, watched it, not connecting the dots, and being like, really? This is a film? Uh But at the same time, I I still really, really like the art style, and if all that makes sense. I mean, because Argento is such a, a bizarre filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't give a shit about plot. He wants to make cool visuals and, yeah. and incorporate themes. And that doesn't make him a bad filmmaker on any, like to me, I think that's, uh, that's cooler than a filmmaker that needs a plot with no theme. Does yeah. That, yeah. Does I get that, it. Like, I don't know. A lot of like pulp books have no theme, but they have a plot. Mm -hmm. Argento has theme only. And, and so I've always thought that he was just super neat in this exact same way that like David Lynch is neat. (laughs) What does that make it sound like I'm being condescending? No. Okay, good. (laughs) Cause I wasn't trying to be, Go on. That's it. Or was that it? That was it. That's it. I mean, like, just the film does not seem, you know, if you watch it out of context, it it doesn't, it it doesn't seem like a real film. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of feels like you get all of this stuff with no information about what's actually happening. Yeah. You know? Um, But I think there's, like I said, it, it makes a little bit more sense with Suspiria first. Yeah. So I'm hoping there's clarification. There is not. I'm telling you. I said I'm hoping. <laughs> well, I, I've seen at it. Um, uh, yeah. Unless I'm remembering wrong. Maybe, maybe it's just amazing. You're, you're probably remembering it wrong. I easily could be because while Suspiria stuck in my mind as like, just, I don't care if it has a plot or not. That's mm-hmm. honestly been the only one of his films that has stuck that way in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, next week you want to do a, or in two weeks, you want to do a uh, Argento double feature and see what he's next, up to? In two weeks, I'm going to be in Africa. Well, next week then. <laughs> and then we'll release it in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's up? Uh, let's do... Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, what the fuck was Sinabre? No, no, no. Let's do his newer one. Uh, Argento's oh, okay. Dracula. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, what would you give this scale? I, I forgot what I, I you gave, know. uh, Suspiria. I think I gave Suspiria at least a four. Okay. And I, you know, I feel like this one was really good. Not quite Suspiria level, but I don't want to, I don't think it's also like a three and a half though. You know what I mean? I feel that it is a three and a half. Like it is the epitome of a three and a half. Yeah. Okay. So better than average. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely better than average. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. You gave uh, what? I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house. Average. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of regretting that. I'm thinking. <laughs> no, okay. I'll I'll go three and a half. You 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 twisted my arm, <laughs> dude. I was I was hard selling it too. Yeah. But all right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, three and a half. Whatever. So it's good though. No, I, I I like this film. I feel like a lot of what I was saying makes it seem like I do not like this film. But visually and thematically, it's kind of cool. It's just don't expect that the dialogue means anything. <laughs> is that is that wrong? Eh, no, I mean, I bet there... 
I, I bet there's meaning and subtext that we're just not getting because we we're not witches. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. We're yeah. not witches. All right. Well, <laughs> two weeks. A lot the, more Argento. That the poster for. Argento's Dracula does not look good. Dude, Argento's <laughs> Dracula, I have not seen it, but I hear it's really bad. Well, it's going to be good. <laughs> or or we don't have to. Change nope, it now. we're doing it. We're All doing right. it now. Edgar right. Howard's in it. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. All right. All right. Two weeks. All right, bye. zombie apocalypse you have one weapon and it's not a gun what is it like a scythe a car grenades like a flare gun maybe piranhas (laughs) (laughs) bat a bat baseball bat hands down machete it's obviously a lobo (sighs) uh loppers slingshot (gasps) yeah ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. The podcast you just heard is part of the B and E Network, brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com. <laughs> <laughs>